Hello and welcome to Udcast episode 44. This is Head of School Dan Glass with you once again, recording live in the Sound Lab here at the Brandeis School of San Francisco. And I'm joined this week by uh, Debbie Artsmore, who's our Director of Jewish Learning. We're going to tell you guys a little bit about um, a trip we've taken and some learning that we've done together recently. But before we get to that, hi, Debbie. Hi, Dan. It's great to be here. Yeah, very excited to have you here. Um, We're going to start this week, as we start every week, with uh, a poem. And given our recent... um, uh, time in we were in New York City. I thought uh, I would start with um, the just the beginning of uh, Walt Whitman's poem "Crossing Brooklyn Ferry," um, and it's a, a very famous poem of New York. Um, and he's sort of on the ferry um, uh, crossing over uh, to Manhattan. So it goes like this: Flood tide below me. I see you face to face, clouds of the west, sun there half an hour high, I see you also face to face, crowds of men and women attired in the usual costumes, how curious you are to me, on the ferry boats the hundreds and hundreds that cross returning home are more curious to me than you suppose, and you that shall cross from shore to shore years hence are more to me and more in my meditations than you might suppose. Um, this poem, like a lot of Whitman poems, goes on for a while, many, many lines. Um, and uh, it, it's one of the poems where he really does a lot of work of kind of imagining a democratic, like, uh, body public. Um, uh, and, and I really love it for that. But. Um, he also, one of the moves that Whitman makes a lot in his poetry that I really enjoy is this um, sort of casting forward to future readers and kind of trying to imagine future generations of, um, of Americans and citizens and, and poets and artists and writers. And so I, I like that moment there. And just this morning, and then we'll get into this conversation, um, <laughs> I was looking at uh, the work of uh, an artist that we're going to be bringing here to school as part of a, a new visiting artist program that's connected to the new Sea uh, um, Space. Yes, uh, the Studio for Ethics and the Arts. Um, and in that in that space, we uh, have planned to bring some artists. And we were looking at a video by uh, a woman who was talking about a. a a Quaker thinker from the early 20th century who had the this idea of a 200-year present, that we should always think of ourselves as uh, living in a present, but a present that, that extends back in time 100 years and forward uh, into the future 100 years, and um, that that would sort of inform a different kind of an ethics, which I think is interesting. From a Jewish perspective, I, I 100 years feels short, but... Um, you know, a hundred years into the past. Yeah. uh, Recent history. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of recent history, uh, Debbie and I um, have just come back from a trip to New York. And uh, the first part of our trip was connected to a project called um, the Collaborative for Spiritual Development. Um, And it's a a project at um, Columbia University 
run by a woman named Lisa Miller who wrote The Spiritual Child. So we thought we'd tell you a little bit about um, our participation in that project, what we know about it, what we learned in our day um, participating there. Great. So, you know, Dan, I was thinking as you were sharing about uh, this idea of 100 years back and 100 years forward, that ties in for me really well to sort of the ethos of this collaborative. Mm. Because what I felt as one of the schools that was there to sort of take part in this collaborative is that the organizers were looking to us to find out what we do. And many of our schools are schools of faith, the schools mm -hmm. in that room. So going back to hundred or hundreds of years of, of um, practice mm. and faith and using some of those jewels to be able to chart a course for the future around spirituality that is applicable and um, shareable mm -hmm. with uh, schools across the country. Mm. That's a really good point. And um, the, the subtitle of this project, it's the Collaborative for Spiritual Development for a More Democratic and Ecological Society. Yes. And there was definitely an explicit emphasis on um, citizenship and, and sort of how we engage people in thinking about um, civics uh, and also uh, around issues related to global warming and the environment and you know how we think about that and I think it's a really good point another just uh, like uh, one thing that was interesting there too being in this room there are 12 schools from around the country and you know uh, different traditions different faith traditions some secular schools uh, and there was a comment made by a, a New York-based school that was started in 1931 that it was a, you know, it's a it's a very young school as a school that right. was started in 1931. And we we had a moment uh, later that day just you know thinking about the the different sense of time between right. the East Coast and the West Coast because you know uh, 1931 is quite old uh, certainly in in terms of California schools. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Um, so some of the like the the basic concept of this project is that um, notion th that there is an absence of um, thinking about spirituality when we talk about the whole child when we think about um, how we are trying to educate kids for the future that they're going to be living in um, and and so we there's a in this first phase of the project there's a bunch of schools coming together to share what are our own best practices around um, nurturing uh, a connection to uh, you know the deeper mysteries of the universe um, or however you think about um, spirituality right and when we came together we got to hear from all the different schools about where where spirituality or the marinade of spirituality exists in their school, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, the, and we were able to prepare, and Dan gave a wonderful presentation as well. And, you know, it was about really understanding spirituality in a very broad and uh, multi broad way with multiple entry points. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and one of the things that's going to be exciting for, for me and for us is to be able to come back to our school and have conversations with teachers and parents and kids about where, where is the spiritual, how does the spiritual fabric of our school, which we know is alive and well, where does it come up, mm -hmm. right, through the eyes of our different constituencies, mm -hmm. whether it's community, relationships, uh, learning, multiple interpretations, tefillah. Mm. Uh, it's going to be engaging to sort of mine 
that aspect of our school and share it back with the organizers of this uh, initiative as they work towards creating um, possibly a nationwide curriculum. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree, and I think that is it's an it, it's an exciting sort of spur to to action and to future thinking for us, and, and grateful for that opportunity. One thing that stood out to me among the various folks that we heard from was uh, that connection to the natural world was clearly a, a sort of broad theme that we heard from a number of schools. And some of that had to do with their particular um, surroundings or their particular, uh, you know, their campus. Um, and in some cases, it was also just about the ethos uh, of the institution as it has grown up. Um, I wonder, is, was there something among the schools that we that we heard from and that we engaged with? Was there something in there that um, was, you know, stood out to you that was of a particular interest? There were, um, of the many pieces that I'm sort of thinking of now, I really do have to sort of agree with you, this idea of sacred space. Mm. This is also something that we talk about and um, engage with the kids about mm -hmm. uh, here in our school. And I'm left with this one beautiful photo of one of the schools, one of those very young schools, 100 <laughs> years old or whatever it was, <laughs> you know, who are sitting on acres and acres of land, of a beautiful, um, spot, cozy spot in nature where the kids, and this happened to be, a, um, I think, a, a Episcopalian mm -hmm. school, where the kids came together for sort of contemplative time. Mm -hmm. And it made me think mm -hmm. of our time in Yosemite yeah. and the opportunity to have those community gatherings, those, mo those special sacred moments in the Yosemite mm. world, um, space. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, there was something... I lost the thread of it. There was there was uh, in one of the presentations, um, sort of uh, apropos of the the sacred space, um, one of the uh, New York City based schools. And I think maybe there were two. There was definitely one. Um, they were talking about, um, uh, you know, they have sort of their large um, school wide. Uh, celebrations um, that are kind of like our grade level tefillah is sort mm -hmm. of how it sounded um, that they have at a few points throughout the year and um, you know due to the kind of vagaries of Manhattan real estate <laughs> there um, the the chapel where they had at one point um, had these was uh, no longer available I think it had been sold uh, to be developed and so um, they moved to a synagogue to, to BJ yeah to, um, uh, Beth Yesharun, Beth Jesharun. Yeah, uh, and that was where they they now do um, uh, several of their big uh, school wide um, prayer services of various sorts. So uh, that was interesting. Um, yeah, really a, a, an a interesting day. You know, I, th I think there um, it's it's definitely in a state of becoming as a project, and you know, so it's interesting to be part of this very first phase where you know a lot is yet to be yeah. uh, uncovered and discovered yeah. um, and and I think one of the one of the pieces that we were talking about a fair amount was sort of as part of that state of becoming sort of those steps of sort of connecting between the world of academia mm -hmm. with its sort of big ideas uh, uh, theoretical research to our world of educators practitioners and and that partnership and what can come out of it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because in addition to the 
the school folks who were there, we had, and in addition to, to Dr. Miller, who wrote The Spiritual Child and kind of convened this whole project, there were um, there was a, uh, a gentleman who's a religious studies scholar uh, and academic. Um, there was somebody who's sort of coming from the business world, I think it's safe to say, uh, as well as um, uh, a curriculum writer, um, an, uh, a, a writer in general, um, and um, a gentleman who works in the field of positive psychology and is actually right. going to be out here. His name is Tal Ben-Shahar. Um, he's coming out, I think, at the invitation of the Israeli Consul General right. um, next month, and so we're actually hoping to bring him and uh, give our community an opportunity to engage with his work. Yeah, I'm excited work. about that. Um, he helped start a project called Metiv, um, Metiv. Uh, yes. which is at, at the sort of big college of education in, in Israel. Um, so it should be very interesting and you'll, you'll hear more from us around all of that. Um, so another fun part of our trip was that we got to visit some um, sister schools uh, of, of a sort. Uh, while we were in Manhattan, we went to um, Heschel, which is a K-12 pluralistic uh, community day school um, and then we also went to uh, Schechter Manhattan um, which is a K-8 to uh, conservative or Schechter mm -hmm. uh, day school um, really interesting both those schools so I wonder about some some impressions you were left with after visiting them right so I think the first thing my overall impression and I wrote this to the our hosts mm -hmm. uh, as I thank them on behalf of both of us is First of all, just the joy and the happiness of, of knowing that we're just part of this amazing network of educators who are doing this sacred work of mm -hmm. Jewish education. And uh, coming to these schools and having, whether it was a school of a thousand, such as in the case of Heschel, or a school of 120, whether it was Schechter, just the, the, the warm welcome and the willingness to so generously share in, ver in their very busy days mm -hmm. about their practices and the things they're proud of and the pieces that they're struggling with. And uh, um, one of the things I have to say that really s stayed with me was this model of education that I understand now, I didn't realize it before, but I understand now is, is not uncommon mm -hmm. in New York of every classroom having a two-teacher model mm -hmm. of a bilingual um, Judaic studies Hebrew and general studies teacher and the way they um, are able to create curriculum and create partnership uh, in the way they teach the kids mm. by virtue of those two teachers being in the classrooms at all time. Yeah. So that really stayed with me. Yeah, that was interesting and, and interesting too to reflect you know, on the, the various kinds of models that we have here in the Bay Area in, in the different Jewish day schools that are here, some of which align more closely with that and, and others uh, of which are, are somewhat different. I was really, as we walked through these different places, I was thinking a lot, I think partially just by virtue of having been, um, you know, in this conversation the day before about um, spirituality, both as it shows up in curriculum, but also as it shows up in school culture and the kind of rituals and rhythms that, that exist in various school cultures. I was very attentive to how um, how school culture was embedded in in physical place in these mm. different schools and um, how different both of them felt than Brandeis in a lot of ways. And then there were certainly things that felt very similar. Um, these very urban landscapes of, and, of enclosed schools, yeah. you know, where you're really, um, 
you're inside the whole day unless you go up to the roof deck in the case of Heschel or you go to the right. to Central Park in the case of Schechter. And up and down with elevators, multi-floors. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah. I mean, these very uh, interestingly yeah. enclosed environments. Um, it, it reminded me of other times that I've um, visited schools uh, in New York and on the East Coast in general. Um, and... Uh, I really, I, there was a beautiful quote up on the wall at Heschel that really struck me. Um, uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel, I've talked about him many times uh, here on the Yudcast and written about him many times in the Word of the Week. Um, you know, he was a poet, he was a rabbi, um, and a really brilliant writer. An activist. An activist, yeah. I mean, a beautiful inspiration um, just as a human being, I think. And, um, on the wall at Heschel uh, it said above all remember um, to create a life as if it were a work of art Um, and I just think that's such a a beautiful sentiment to share with kids as they're going about their day to day Um, and and how beautifully that ties in with the idea of spirituality right the arts as as such a powerful way for spiritual expression and experience yeah yeah absolutely um, and yeah, also interesting in those places to look at what, um, where and how schools gathered as a community. Yes, um, that's fascinating. There was a there's a sort of um, an entryway that had a kind of not not an atrium because it didn't go all the way up in this building, but it was a multi floor sort of open space with a staircase, and that was where um, Heschel did their um, high school meetings, like where they gathered as a high school community uh, on a weekly basis. And that was very, um, that that seemed very compelling to me that they sort of have a balcony where the kids are kind of uh, ringed around and and able to to see one another. Um, I loved their cafeteria. Yeah. (laughs) Good food. Great food. Good food. We ate well in New York in general. (laughs) I think it's safe to say we had a lovely dinner out with Ray Levy, who's the director of the Day School Leadership Training Institute, which is a project of the Jewish Theological Seminary uh, in New York City and uh, in partnership with Avichai and, and a number of organizations. But um, and and Debbie is a fellow of the Day School Leadership Training Institute um, right now. It's a two year um, process. And, uh, yeah, ate at a great, um, I don't know, I guess kind of sort of southern soul It's a little food. noisy. It was a little noisy, but excellent food. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. Live music, it was great. you know. It was great. Um, yes, good food in But New we York. were working hard. We, we were working hard. It was a work dinner. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so, uh, lastly, I think just in the staying in the aesthetic uh, dimension, we did have one free afternoon for for a couple hours between our last school visit and this dinner with Ray that we mentioned and uh, had the good fortune of just getting a beautiful, beautiful day in New York um, to go walk the High Line. Um, And that was a real highlight, I have to say. It was uh, such a beautiful place. Um, Having never been there before myself, I was really struck by just how integrated that entire right. park is, you yeah. know, from the benches to the the stones of the walkway to, you know, how the um, the greenery is yeah. cultivated and sort of brought in. It's really a cool place. Yeah, and also I mentioned to you when, as we were walking this idea of having the opportunity to see things, mm-hmm. 
see the buildings, see the see the Hudson from a different vantage point, yeah. right? It's the view of your world depends on where you're standing, yeah. right? And so yeah. to sort of be in that midway of the buildings, uh -huh. looking down onto the street, it, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, and actually harkens back to me also to the the uh, gathering space at Heschel. I think that idea that like kids get to be at multiple level levels on the staircase, up at the balcony, down on the floor. Um, but yeah, really the the Highline was neat. We saw also I it was sort of on my list. There's a project uh, right off the Highline called the Shed, which is this crazy building that they um, are putting together that um, is sort of a, a skyscraper with this large um, enclosure. I don't even know what to call it. It's, this, it's a, a sort of a scaffolding, a horizontal scaffolding on wheels that um, rolls out from the building and sort of covers this large um, patio space and then rolls back and covers an entire section of this building. Totally science fiction, <laughs> like some huge spaceship like from all the Star Wars or... Yeah. or Really crazy. I, I'm excited to hopefully be back in the summer and actually see the completed or more closely to completed yeah. version. Yeah, it was it was a trip, and it it sparked a conversation. I think also related to these questions about spirituality, about how we experience space, how we relate to the natural world. Um, yeah, there's a way in which that project in particular just felt like of a scale that was almost hard to comprehend. Uh, seeing something that big that moved in that way mm -hmm. um, was so different and I really I appreciate um, I had a conversation that evening went out with a, a friend um, and and we were talking about the role of art um, and, and we talked about this on the Yidcast a couple weeks ago in the context of uh, the Russian formalists and the notion of defamiliarization but the way that mm -hmm. art can make the world seem strange you know, can in reintroduce you to the world around you. And I felt that way with some of the architecture that we saw, that it was just so different, that it, it did give me uh, an opportunity to re-experience space. The Highline itself is a yeah. great example of that. And it also, we were talking also about, so how do different, these beautiful structures, but really out there structures, what is what will their role be in bringing people together? And mm. I know you were telling me, yeah. you were sharing this idea of, you know, from that famous movie, you know, build it, they will come, Yes. right? Sort of how perhaps there's an intention around the use of the space, but also knowing that when you create amazing spaces, that's also going to feed into the types of gatherings that are mm -hmm. going to be there. Yeah, and know? actually, um, uh, Natan Gore, who um, is a alum parent in the school, father of Ethan, who just graduated last year, uh, and an architect with a firm called MK Think, they designed the create and to some extent the build spaces for us as well as the C space, the um, Studio for Ethics and the Arts. And in designing that space, he talked a lot about wanting to create something that would be flexible enough that that students and teachers could kind of live in it and help then um, define its purpose by virtue of how they interacted yeah. with it, which he did a beautiful job beautiful of that job. for us. We're so so shout out to Natan Gore. Hope you guys are doing well in, uh, in on Hawaii. the big island in Hawaii, <laughs> where you live now. Um, uh, okay, well, Debbie, thank you so much for oh, joining the Yudcast. It's, uh, it's always fun thank to have so guests. It's, it was a great, interesting learning trip together. I'm glad we were able to yeah, do I'm it. Looking forward to the work ahead. Yeah, yeah, same. We'll keep you all updated. So uh, Shabbat Shalom to anyone 
everyone listening on Shabbat. We hope you guys have wonderful, thoughtful weekends ahead of you. And uh, we'll look forward to being back with you on the Yudcast next week. <laughs>